0: Brigands of the Moon by Ray Cummings This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Brigands of the Moon by Ray Cummings. Chapter 5 Shortly after that midday meal, I encountered Venza sitting on the starlit deck. I had been in the bow observatory. Taken my routine castings of our position and worked them out. I was, I think, of the planetara's officers the most expert handler of the mathematical calculators. The locating of our position and charting the trajectory of our course was, under ordinary circumstances, about all I had to do, and it took only a few minutes every twelve hours. I had a moment with Carter in the isolation of his chart room. This voyage! Gregg, I'm getting like you. Too fanciful. We've normal group of passengers, apparently, but I don't like the look of any of them. That Obhan, a drawer table. Snaky-looking fellow, I commented. He and the Englishman are great on arguments. Did you have the prince's cabin searched? My breath hung on his answer. Yes. Nothing unusual among his things. We searched both his room and his sister's. I did not follow that up. Instead, I told him about the burn on Miko's thick arm. He stared. And wish we were at Shahn, Greg, tonight when the passengers are asleep, come here to me. Snap will be here, and Dr. Frank, we can trust him. He knows about... about the Grantline treasure? Yes, and so do Balch and Blackstone. Balch and Blackstone were our first and second officers. We'll all meet here, Greg. Say about the zero hour. We must take some precautions. Then he dismissed me. I found Venza seated alone in a starlit corner of the secluded deck. A porthole with the black heavens and the blazing stars was before her. There was an empty seat nearby. She greeted me with a Venus form of jocular intimate greeting. Hello, hello, Greg. Sit here with me. I have been wondering when you would come after me. I sat down beside her. Why are you going to Mars, Venza? I'm glad to see you many thanks. But I am glad to see you, Greg. So handsome a man. Do you know, from Venus to Earth, and I have no doubt on all of Mars, no man will please me more?' "'Clib-tongue!' I laughed. "'Born to flatter the male, every girl of your world!' And I added seriously, "'You don't answer my question. What takes you to Mars?' "'Contract. By the stars. What else?' "'Of course, a chance to make a voyage with you.' "'Oh, don't be silly, Venza.' "'I enjoyed her. "'I gazed at her small, slim figure reclining in the deck chair. "'Her long, grey robe parted by design, I have no doubt, "'to display her shapely, satin-sheathed legs. "'Her black hair was coiled in a heavy knot to the back of her neck. "'Her carmine lips were parted with a mocking, alluring smile. "'The exotic perfume of her enveloped me.' She glanced at me sidewise from beneath her sweeping black lashes. Be serious, I added. I am serious, sober, intoxicated by you, but sober. I said, what sort of a contract? A theater in Ferrickshan. Good money, Greg. I'll be there a year. She sat up to face me. There's a fellow here on the planetara. Rance Rankin, he calls himself. At our table. A big, good-looking, blond American. He says he is a magician. Ever hear of him? That's what he told me. No, I've never heard of him. <laughs> Nor did I. And I thought I had heard of everyone of importance. He is listed for the same theatre I am. Nice sort of fellow. She paused, then added, If he's a professional entertainer, I'm a motor oiler. It startled me. Why do you say that? Instinctively, my gaze swept the deck. An Earthwoman and child and small Venus man were in sight, but not within earshot. Why do you look so furtive? she retorted. Greg, there's something strange about this voyage. I'm no fool, nor you, so you must know it as well as I do. Rance Rankin, I prompted. She leaned closer toward me. He could fool you, but not me. I've known too many magicians, she grinned. I challenged him to trick me. You should have seen him evading. Do you know Ob I interrupted. She shook her head. Never heard of him. But he told me plenty at breakfast. By Satan, what a flow of words that devil driver can muster. He and the Englishman don't mesh very well, do they? She stared at me. I had not answered her grin. My mind was too busy with queer fancies. Halsey's words, things are not always what they seem were these passengers masqueraders were they put here by george prince and then i thought of miko the martian and the burn upon his arm come back greg don't go wandering off like that she dropped her voice to a whisper i'll be serious i want to know what in hell is going on aboard this ship i'm a woman and i'm curious you tell me what do you mean i parried i mean a lot of things what we've just been talking about and what was the excitement you were in just before breakfast this morning excitement greg you may trust me for the first time she was wholly serious her gaze made sure no one was within hearing she put her hand on my arm i could barely hear her whisper i know they might have a ray upon us i'll be careful they anyone, something's going on you know it you are in it I saw you this morning, Greg, wild-eyed, chasing a phantom. You? And I heard the phantom. A man's footsteps. A magnetic, deflecting, invisible cloak. You couldn't fool an audience with that. It's too commonplace. If France Rankin tried, I gripped her. Don't ramble, Venza. You saw me? Yes. My stateroom door was open. I was sitting with a cigarette. I saw the purser in the smoking room. He was visible from— Wait! Venza! That prowler went through the smoking room. I know he did. I could hear him. Did the purser hear him? Of course. The purser looked up, followed the sound with his gaze. I thought that was queer. He never made a move. And then you came along, and he acted innocent. Why? What's going on? That's what I want to know. I held my breath. Venza, where did the prowler run to? Can you, she whispered calmly, into A-20? "'I saw the door open and close. I even thought I could see his blurred outline.' "'She added, "'Why should George Prince be sneaking around with you after him? "'And the purser acting innocent. And who is this George Prince, anyway?' "'The huge Martian, Miko, with his sister Moa, came strolling along the deck. "'They nodded as they passed us. "'I whispered, "'I can't explain anything now. But you're right, Fenza. There is something going on. Listen.' Whatever you learn, whatever you encounter, which looks unusual, will you tell me? I—well, I do trust you. Really, I do. But the whole thing isn't mine to tell. The somber pools of her eyes were shining. You are very lovable, Greg. I won't question you. She was trembling with excitement. Whatever it is, I want to be in on it. Here's something I can tell you now. We've two high-class gold-leaf gamblers aboard. Do you know that? Who are they? Shack and Dud Ardley, "'Every detective in Greater New York knows them. "'They had a wonderful game with that Englishman, Sir Arthur, this morning. "'Stripped him of half a pound of eight-inch leaves. "'A neat little stack. "'A cricket game, of course. "'Those fellows are more nimble-fingered than Rance Rankin ever dared to be.' "'I sat staring at her. "'She was a mine of information, this girl. "'And Greg, I tried my charms on Shack and Dud. "'Nice men.' dumb whatever's going on they're not in it they wanted to know what kind of a ship this was why because shack has a cute little eavesdropping microphone of his own he had it working last night he overheard george prince and that giant miko arguing about the moon i gasped venza softer against all propriety of this public deck she pretended to drape herself upon me her hair smothered my face as her lips almost touched my ear. Something about treasure on the moon. Shack couldn't understand what, and they mentioned you. Then the purser joined them. Her whispered words tumbled over one another. A hundred pounds of gold leaf, that's the purser's price. He's with them, whatever it is. He promised to do something or other for them. She stopped. Well, I prompted, that's all. Shack's current was interrupted. Tell him to try it again, Venza. I'll talk with him. No, I'd better let him alone. Can you get him to keep his mouth shut? Mm, I think he might do anything I told him. He's a man. Find out what you can. She drew away from me abruptly. There's Anita and George Prince. They came to the corner of the deck, but turned back. Venza caught my look and understood it. You do love Anita Prince, Greg, Venza was smiling. I wish some man handsome as you would gaze after me like that. She turned solemn. You may be interested to know. She loves you. I could see it. I knew it when I mentioned you to her this morning. Me? Why, we've hardly spoken. Is it necessary? I never heard that it was. I could not see Venza's face. She stood up suddenly, and when I rose beside her, she whispered, We should not be seen talking so long. I'll find out what I can. I stared after her slight roped figure as she turned into the lounge archway and vanished. End of chapter 5